Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's cooking, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show Podcast, episode 432, presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for your 50% bonus now using betonline.ag. Make your picks starting tonight. With a uh, hometown game, Zach. We are live from Chandler, Arizona, is yes. it? We are not in the studio. We are not on Zoom like last week. Got a nice little, little spooky we, fire going. We have the spooky edition of Jack and Zach's Sports Bet Show presented by betonline.ag. I want to kick it off right off the bat. Green Bay Packers visiting the undefeated Arizona so Cardinals. So you're really picking this, this is, game. This is literally the most anticipated game of the year for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, it's probably... Since they beat the Rams, this is their most anticipated game on their schedule. Absolutely. I can't believe So, you're picking against my Jets last week. Don't tell you're picking against my Cardinals. Well, okay, let's get to that real quick. The New York Jets got slaughtered by the New England Patriots. Not Tom Brady's New England Patriots, Mac but Jones. Mac Jones's New England Patriots, 54-13. to 13. You could have betted over the 60 last week. And you would have been a big time. Winner. Wasn't it only forty-three the over/under? Yeah, I mean it was relatively high going in. Seven points. Forty-three is high going in. They were only seven-point dogs, which was they... ridiculous. I knew that was total BS going into that. Well, game. if you had Listen, bet, uh... yes, the New England Patriots went into that game two and four. They were not looking great, right? They needed a win. They were desperate for a win, and you knew Bill Belichick is as good as he is. Hall of Fame head coach is starving for a victory. They were going to pounce on the New York Jets, even at home at Gillette, too. You gave them way too much credit. You gave the New York Jets way too much credit going into that game. Uh, well, Shame I'm a fan, on you. so that was on me. So Oracle was a little less of an Oracle this week. So in terms of overall, it was overall positive uh, based on, like, size of the bets, based on odds. Uh, it was about – it was about – it was uh, – Seven, seven for 11, uh, if you, no, five for nine if you don't include um, the prop bets, F- uh, five for 11 if you do. So it was a little, so prop bets, you know, smaller bets, but so it was about like a six, 60%, 50, 50, 56 between 60%, but got some of the better ones, got the Colts victory, I got that one, I got the Raiders victory, I called that. Uh, called the Bucks victory, I thought the Bears put up more of a fight, but they didn't, but neither of the... Uh, Prop bets went through. Derek Carr, good game. Not as amazing a game as they thought. And Carson Wentz decided he's no longer throwing interceptions. But, you know, overall good week on this. But I think I got oh, some he, good he's ones. He's got the notes. Some winners. He's some got the winners notes. This let's, week. See, let's see uh, the notes you took. He right, writes so my, down his own stats. It's pretty sad. All right. So my first, first one this week uh, is Lions are three-point dogs against the Eagles. And I expect them not just to cover but to win. I am predicting the Lions to not go 0-16 and they get their first win against the Eagles this week. You know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I think you're going to be wrong, but I don't think it's going to be an easy win for the Eagles. I think they at least cover. At the very worst, the Lions at least cover. Yeah, that's a good one to pick. I mean, that's a ballsy one to pick. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. the Lions, they always find a way. When, seems, when they have these stretches, you know, whether it be 10 years ago going 0-16 multiple times. I don't think they'll go 17 this time. But, no. yes, yeah, so I think they'll finally get the win. Uh, I'm picking the under at um, 40, 48. Uh, if I'm predicting the Lions to win, I'm predicting that they hold Jalen Hurts to a little bit. And uh, even if I predict them to win, Jared Goff is not magically going to become a good quarterback. So I don't, I'm picking the under on that. 
So I do, um, you know, even though it was bad about prop bets last week, I'm going to continue with the prop bets for each of my three games. This one, I'm predicting zero fumbles by either team. My prop bet. You're usually wrong on the prop bets. You know, I got to keep going. You thought you were going to be right with Tom Brady against Philly two weeks ago because he only had two interceptions all year. He throws one early on in that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, got the first one. All right, second game. We got uh, Titans as um, my uh, one and a half. uh, Yeah, that is one and a half point favorite uh, against the Colts. I don't think it'll be close. Uh, Yeah. I think that the Titans win by at least seven. I'm picking the over of 49. I think that. Derrick Henry either runs rough shot or the Colts are so afraid of it that they do what they did to the Chiefs this week. And Ryan Daniel has a feast on just stink and dunk, like dime passes to tight ends and to Julio and to Hollywood Brown. I think that one. And then my prop bet for that game is, let's see. Don't even know. Oh, Ryan Tannehill has more touchdowns than Derrick Henry. I think as good, Derek could have a better game. It's funny how that's a prop so, bet. That's so funny how that's a, he's mm-hmm. that much of a beast that you yeah, have to so like the quarterback, yeah, so mm-hmm. he's going to rush. So that's, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that prop bet because, you know, I just overall think probably not going to be enough, probably going to be able to squeak by, squeak through. So I think that the Titans win handily. I'm picking the over at. 49, I think Ryan Tannehill, despite Derrick Henry being the better player, because Colts are so afraid of him, Ryan Tannehill has more uh, touchdowns. And then last uh, pick before uh, rekindle this fire here, and then I'll let you go. Uh, picking the Bears. Bears are three-and-a-half-point uh, dogs, and I'm picking them to um, uh, cover and win. I'm picking the under of 39, and then... Uh, and the, my prediction is two turnovers by each team, at least in this I, game. I see it in that matchup for sure. But, I mean, both offenses don't sound that great. As you no. Know, you kindle your fire, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep this thing rolling. Uh, I think my first pick this week is going to be an individual rivalry matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. So the, th- the Steelers have the, o- or the under at three. Okay. They're the three-point favorites over Cleveland. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm feeling a Cleveland Browns victory. I, I'm going to bet the under on Cleveland at minus three, only because I've seen glimpses of that Cleveland offense mm-hmm. showing glimpses of life, and Pittsburgh is just so bipolar at this point where you think Ben Roethlisberger is going to put it together, and then all of a sudden Mike Tomlin's unit just falls apart. Uh, I they think start to I, ask Mike Tomlin if he wants the USC job. You see, they, they asked him if he wanted the USC he job. He threw multiple other guys under the bus as well. Mm-hmm. No. Mike Tomlin style. Or is he Will I Am? Here's my theory: Will I Am and Mike Tomlin are—they're not only identical twins. They're the same person. They have the same birthday. Really? How is that spooky for you? That's fucking spooky. That's a good spooky Halloween edition of it. I All figured right. that out when I was in sixth grade watching Mike Tomlin's Steelers play the Packers in the Super Bowl at Cowboy Stadium, and Will I Am did the uh, halftime show with Slash. Oh my God, that's I'm a like, throwback. That is, that's Mike Tomlin up there. Oh my God, that's so funny. All right, all right. I, I agree with that one. I think Browns are not nearly as good as we thought, but I definitely think that they'll handle their business against the others. All right, second game. What's your second uh, game? The second game, another one that, you know, just because Geno Smith's in charge for the time being, you want to give him all the credit in the world. I thought he fought valiantly against the uh, New Orleans Saints at home. I, I, I think they're the under this week, if I read that correctly, over Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they're, they're covered to win uh, by three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to stick to that. 
You know, Ooh, you're willing Jack to stick to Urban it. Urban Myers, Jacksonville Jaguars are, you know, in that same cusp as the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Get out of my shot. What are you doing? Shoo. Anywho, uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just kind of in the same glitch as, you know, the D Detroit Lions. They got a ton of off-field distractions still, whatever you want to say about Urban Meyer and his whole fiasco, his whole shtick. So I'm going to bet the under on uh, – I'm, I'm going to bet the spread on the under. Oh, wow. Okay. On the, uh, the uh, What's the spread Seattle on that game? Seahawks. Uh, minus three. So minus three. Oh, that's a that's a that's a good spread. I, I think it's a, I think it's a decent spread that could win you a lot of cha-ching, mm. If you're right. Yeah, I think Geno Smith is is bad, but not not quite that bad. I no. think he will. We've seen glimpses of him when he was in New York. You know? Don't remind me of the Geno. You know, you're a Jets fan. All right, just go with your third game. Go with your third game as third I look at my notes. Third game, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you are. You have the courage of your convictions. Even though they're only, what, two-and-a-half-point favorites or two-and-a-half dogs? They are uh, two-and-a-half dogs, I think. Dogs. I'd have to check it out. I am confident in them, though, for the first time in a long time. Uh, no, they are one-point one point favorites now over the Minnesota Also, oh, changed since we last. Uh, okay. Up north in Minnesota, it's going to be freezing this time of year, early uh, November, late October, October 31st. Halloween, yeah, Halloween Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dallas Cowboys are the one-point favorite. I think they pull out. I've seen glimpses where the Vikings have shown life. I've seen glimpses of them this year where they've come up short. Mm -hmm, definitely. Right? Definitely. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are shooting on all cylinders. They looked great in their only loss this year against Tom Brady's Buccaneers on opening night. They, they've been yeah. steamrolling they since. It, it's the postseason where they choke, Zach. The regular, we thrive in the regular season. We are unbelievable in the, in the regular season. So... Regular season champs, I say we're easily the NFC champ or NFC East champions. Uh, playoffs, I, I don't know. I don't care. I won't get excited <laughs> until they make the NFC title game. Uh, but it's been I, so I, long. I, I'm definitely, I, I'm, I'm shocked that they're the, they're over just by one point. But yeah, I'm going with them over uh, the Vikings. I don't have any prop bets for you just because they're just too. Too risky. Um, too not, risky. Not, I don't want to start doing that. Don't want to take. No. The same I don't like punch. losing money like you do on these bets. <laughs> I like to make money, which is the purpose of BetOnline.ag. But continue. Uh, yes. All right. So that's all. That's our um, NFL football. Uh, do you want to do our uh, basketball conversation or our college football matchups before we go into uh, the Michael Sarah halftime? You know what? It's your house. I'm going to let you. Uh, Go out of your way with whatever the hell you want. All right, so it's your camera, too. we're going to do mics a, too. We're going to do a basketball conversation. Oh, so wrong choice. <laughs> so uh, interesting to happen that so far. It's very early, so this could just be there. But big significant change to happen this off season on basketball is that they took out foul baiting. Is that no? Is that uh, an offensive player could no longer purposely initiate contact with a defender and the defender would get fouled. That no longer, so James Harden, uh, Trey Young, those are players very infamous for doing it. And uh, interestingly enough, Trey Young not as much, but James Harden especially has been very struggling. So would that eliminate flopping? Games. Pretty much, for the most part, it'll pretty much eliminate, like pretty badly, like, and that's the thing. So far, currently in the season, it is the lowest amount of free throw attempts per game, and the first time it's ever been under 20 free throw attempts per game. Granted, it's early in the season. Could this be an early outlier? We're barely into the season. I believe each team's played about four or five games of an 82-game season, but I thought that was really interesting. I'm really excited for it because now you have a league where three-point shooting is so emphasized, but at the same time, defenders can really get up on you, and you can't you know, bait them for fouls. 
Uh, I guess my question to you is, as a casual basketball fan, does that more defensive-leaning game appeal to you at all? Does that actually sound like something that would be more fun to watch, or do you prefer when offensive players can just hoist up shots? No, I think it's going to completely – like we talked about last week about some of the rules that minor league baseball is implementing Mm -hmm. to see if Major League Baseball wants to use them down the line, and you look at those and it's like they're not really changing much. You know, like moving the bases back a couple of inches – uh, you know, not letting third baseman and first baseman go down the line past the dirt on a bunt attempt or something like that. This legitimately changes the entire game, the way basketball has been played the past decade. Yes. Right? Yes. This is, it has not been this way since early 2000s. It, it's com- mm-hmm. com- completely going to change the way it's portrayed and even marketed. Yes. On, yes. on some plot. I mean, it's literally. Defenders are finally going to get offense, commercial offense, spots. Offense, mm-hmm. offense, super team after super team, although that's kind of disintegrated. We're finally starting to see, you know, there's some talented, like really Thank talented you, Giannis. Teams. Thank you for taking out the super teams. But yes, super there's a lot that. of super teams that have kind of disabled. There's a lot of dynamic duos, you could say. Yes. Not a lot of big threes. And that was common fours. in the early 2000s and the 90s. You know, Jordan, uh, Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, but, you know, the three, four Hall of Famers on one team, that seems like it's finally starting to die and go away. Yeah, and I think this is just going to be a lot better for the game of basketball, especially for the young kids aspiring to play professional basketball. Because yeah. all they see is offense, three-point shot after three-point shot, mm-hmm. just the, the just the pageantry, the finesse, the swag behind it. That tough player, that, that the player that's somebody not super skilled but is super tough and athletic, that player is going to start to come back. The hard work, the ways. grinders are finally yes. going to come back. So I'm all for this. As, awesome. as a casual basketball fan watching the NBA, I think this is going to completely revolutionize NBA basketball moving forward. I agree. I don't think it's an outlier either, and I'm really excited. Early 2000s was my favorite era of basketball, so... I am very excited. All right. Yeah, enough with this. Let's get to the Michael Michael Sarah Sarah Halftime Report. Report. As we throw up our Michael Sarah Halftime Report graphic. graphic. All right, this week we're going back. We're going way back. We're going back 12 years. You thought last week was exciting. Just wait until you see what Zach's got cooked up today. So we're going back 12 years to 2009. In 2009, another charity event, he participated in a charity soccer event which they raised, I believe, even before the game was played, $30,000 for, and I believe it was, yes, Nigeria, a Nigerian for uh, youth in Nigeria, uh, basically like sort of YMCA rec slash education center for them. Uh, And he wore his Juno outfit when he was playing the soccer game. And they were playing with a bunch of sort of like, not Premier League, but still like high European League soccer players that came down to play with them and a bunch of other celebrities. And he literally said his favorite highlight was that he was able to pass the ball without tripping. And he played the entire game in his Juno outfit, the red headband, everything. And uh, he, his team ended up tying, and he said he almost cried of joy because he was like, I thought I was going to choke so, so bad for charity of my choice. So that proves, doesn't see, matter. And that just shows that he cares about his teammates. Yes. Which is something you don't see in the NBA anymore anyway. <laughs> that is a I direct shot at you, Kyrie Irving oh. of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, wow. You're doing that now. Yes. I mean, I, born- I, I agree with him on this stance. But there have been past instances, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, getting a nose job during Game 7 when LeBron's Cavs are taking down your Celtics. What the hell is that all about? Oh, my God. I want to say, because I'm glad you specified, because your boy, 
Floyd, Floyd came out in support of him today, at least of his current thing with the uh, vaccine mandate. In, um, I do support him on that. Play. He can do what he wants. Obviously, when everyone else on your team is abiding by the rules, and that's an NBA for There's going to be consequences. Well. There's going to be consequences. Your teammates aren't going to be on the same page with you, but... Yeah, I mean, Floyd Mayweather coming out today is what Floyd Mayweather, uh, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness right here. Grand opening. This weekend, right? Two more days. You have 48 hours to sign up for a membership. Grand opening in Scottsdale this weekend. We got the ribbon cutting ceremony. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the big big one with that one. Um, you have more. Uh, I'm just making sure. I just go went over uh, everything. Well, now we've already kind of set um, the right? table. Do you have anything else on Michael Sarah? We're going to disappoint. Oh yes, uh, he almost uh, broke Kate uh, Kate McCollum's nose playing in the game. Really? So yeah, it was in the USA Today article I was reading. One of the other celebrities that participated was Kate uh, Kate McCollum, uh, and when and he was so excited that he passed the ball successfully because either I think during the practice or the first half of this uh, charity soccer game, uh, he kicked it way too hard and almost and hit. Kate McCullen uh, in the face and almost broke uh, her nose. Mm. So, but he in the end of the game he passed. He made the assist for the winning for the for the tying goal. He made the pat the assist for the tying and goal. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. For Improvements. Uh, and that's all I have for this week's Michael, Michael Sarah halftime half report. report. Close Michael Sarah halftime <laughs> report graphic. All right. Moving so, on. Uh, let's do. Do you want to do uh, World Series or college football? Do we want to kiss Charlie Morton's ass right now for the That's next five I minutes? That's what I kind of want to do. That World Series game one uh, two nights ago. We got game three coming up on Friday night uh, live in Atlanta, Georgia. But game one, Charlie Morton, he threw sixteen pitches. Sixteen pitches on a broken leg. Wow. What a st- I mean, I don't think he probably felt it until that final tug in mm-hmm. the second inning where he had to come out of the game, but it was later revealed. I think John Smoltz even said on the broadcast he thought it was a hamstring thing. He yes. said, oh, when you feel your hamstring pop, that's it. You know, you obviously see that he was in pain. You find out after the game that he threw 16 freaking pitches on a broken leg. Absolutely insane. I mean, it, you haven't seen any of this really. The last, the last event I can really think of that was like, this incredible in terms of playing on an injury for, for me. Obviously, a minor one was Brady played the entire last season on a torn MCL, which is, which is something not nearly as but no. But Tiger Woods winning the U.S. Open, he had a hairline fracture, if I'm not mistaken, when he won the U.S. Open. I believe that was in 08, 09. And so, but since then, we have not seen anything like this. Um, it was incredible. And I, I'm rooting for the, I was already rooting for the rapes. I'm really rooting for the Braves because what a story that is, if, especially if it goes to a game seven and that game one win is crucial and his good start to that, his, you know, those 16 pitches he threw and that good start to that game mattered, he's going to become a legend. He'll become a real legend if the Braves end up doing it. So I all respect to him. I mean, we just talked about liking our athletes to have that uh, more toughness as opposed to the finesse, and I just think that's incredible. This is uh, a sad that he's injured, but still just a really – cool start to start a World Series, someone doing such an impressive feat. Yeah, his offense backs him up, a big 6-2 win on opening night in game one. Uh, the huge Jorge Soler home run first pitch of the game in the World Series. Like, what a way to kick off a yeah. World Series. Nobody wants the Houston Astros to win the World no. Series this year. But I think that kind of just... Not even Houston. That People just in Houston. Piggy, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that would. place was pretty freaking loud last night. Game two is actually going on right now. So, again, game three, Friday in Atlanta, Georgia. Go Braves. Uh, but other than that, when you're when you're looking at, you know, not just spreads, but parlays, you know, prop bets going into the World Series, 
it's kind of very difficult at this point if you are a sports betting fan and a Major League Baseball fan because managers are just mixing and matching all the time. The yes. second a pitcher gets into a jam, you're done. It doesn't mm. matter what your pitch count is. It doesn't matter how much you got left in the tank. If you, if you don't got it immediately, you're out. You're getting the quick hook, right? Yes. Uh, so it's very hard to place you know, certain bets uh, in this game. I think if the Braves do go up 2-0 tonight, and we'll find out, uh, you guys will know after this goes out, uh, going back to Atlanta, it, uh, you got to lean Braves when you're looking yes. at the over, but at the same time, the Houston Astros have proven, you know, they went down 2-1 to against the Boston Red Sox after the Red Sox creamed them. It was like 9-1 to in game three. They thought that the Red Sox was going to run away with it, or at least, you know, I thought they were going to win the series after mm-hmm. game three. Astros come back, win three straight with ease. The Red Sox offense does not show up at all after game three. Game five was 9-2, right? They gave yeah. throw it. Right back, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't score anything in game six either. A five-nothing win for the Astros. So I to win the pennant. I, I, I don't see Houston coming back if they lose game two tonight, but who knows? I, we've seen it turn around. I'm going to check the score before we, uh, we put them down too much. They could be up 10 nothing. Nothing right now. Oh, uh, yeah. They are currently... Uh, because it started at Eastern time. They were up 7-2 to two in the seventh inning. So this this series is going to be tied uh, 1-1 going into game good three. Good and you did that. That would have been a little Which totally changes uh, my Everything last opinion said. on mm-hmm. uh, bet online. It's going to be interesting, game three, uh, what the matchup is going to be. Swing yeah, game. Rekindle the fire while I try to rekindle this argument that I just made regarding the Houston Astros and Atlanta Braves World Series in 2021. Uh, game three, again, will be played in Atlanta, Georgia. I was right about that, first two games in Houston. But uh, game three, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the pitching matchup is going into game three. Because I think the Braves easily have the upper hand when it comes to their starting mm-hmm. rotation. The Astros just, they've made it work. Their offense, obviously, they're minus George Springer for the first time this year in 2021, signed with the Toronto Blue Jays. But they still basically have their entire infield intact with Yuli Gurriel, you got Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman. Uh, Michael Brantley, I think, is one of the best overall, overall hitters in baseball, one of the most well-rounded hitters in baseball. Uh, game three will be very, very intriguing to me. I don't think I'm going to bet on it. I think I'm going to stick to my NFL just... bets. Uh, but I, I just, if you're going to bet anything, you're going to bet runs. What's the run line going to be in game three? I, you saw a 6-2 winning game one. They're up 7-2 in game two. Are you going to go with the over? Probably, assuming it's, assuming, let's assume it's a 7-7 seven, seven over-under run total. No, over. Going yeah, over? over? Okay. One team, if not both. I get Atlanta, the humidity down south. Mm-hmm. The ball, if that ball gets up in the air, you don't know what's going to happen. That's it true. It could result no. in a lot of runs, a lot of runs. No, I, no, no, I completely agree. I'm excited. Uh, this is the first time I've been excited about a World Series since uh, the Giants have been in it that uh, that last time they were in it. I was watching it with my uncle, but I mean, you know, I'm finally excited for it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, one of the last two things we got to talk about right here, uh, college football. There are three ranked matchups this week. Uh, the first one, Ohio State versus Penn State. Uh, Penn State, last week, I was watching that game with my uh, father, big Penn State fan, uh, College football record, nine overtimes, but they still, even after nine overtimes, they ended up losing to an unranked, only two-win Illinois team at home. Not just home, their homecoming. So they shot, I believe they're ranked 20 now. They completely fell. 
the past two weeks, Iowa, their quarterback, you know, gets hurt. You know, that's one thing. And it was, a, you know, a three-point game against what we thought was a really good. But then Iowa loses to an unranked Purdue at the time. And then Penn State. Big Ten is looking a lot, of, a lot of things shaking up. Looks like it'll come out of Michigan this uh, year, which we'll get to that game uh, in a second. But uh, for that game, the uh, Penn State uh, Lions are 19-point uh, dogs. Uh, I'm expecting Ohio State to win. Sorry, Dad. Uh, I think you're, you're just as doubtful as I am. But I do expect them to cover. I don't think anybody's uh, confident about the Nittany Lions, Lions no. Uh, I think they have one of the most incredible fan bases in all of college yes, football. Yes. Uh, Michigan might take the cake. It's, cl- it's, it's close. It's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to a whiteout myself out there near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So it, it, I think it's very, um, very incredible to see what they've done over the years. I just, I think they just, they're like the Cowboys, honestly. Whenever it matters, it's they yeah. suddenly disappoint. Yeah. I think they'll at least cover. On and off the field. I didn't, yeah, I don't think they'll lose by uh, over 19, or at least maybe that's just hoping. But uh, and then. Uh, it's 59 and a half. Uh, I'm going with the under. I think their deep Penn State's defense has been one of its You're going with the races. under in a game. I don't know. Penn State, Ohio State, adrenaline's going to be rushing. Packed house. I, I, I still think Penn State's I don't college football. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. I know, I know C.J. Stroud for Ohio State has looked amazing uh, the, these past handful of games, but I, I'm still predicting that. It's uh, the 59 going under on the 59 and a half. I, I still I would expect probably them to score, you know, like 30, like 30 something, but then Penn State to score 20, like a 10 point win, like a 30 to 20 game. Still, like, you know, CJ Stroud does his thing, but I don't think it'll be that high of a score. Would you say the uh, over was? 59 and a half is the 59 over. 59 and a half. I'm willing to go over just because you went under and we'll see what happens. Happens. All right. I like Best that. Best of luck to you. All right. I like that. All right, uh, the second ranked game of this college football week, uh, probably what will decide the Big Ten. Obviously, the, either of this team will still have to play Ohio State, uh, which could change things. But uh, Michigan versus Michigan State, in-state rivalry. Uh, I believe it is in, um, it's at Michigan State this year. Uh, Won't matter. Michigan State is four and a half point dogs, but I, I'm predicting Michigan State not just to cover. I'm predicting Michigan State to pull off the uh, slight upset and uh, I'm also going with the under, which is 50 and a half is the over-under. Another one I'm willing to uh, bet you on, man. I think that uh, history has shown that the Wolverines, whether it be, uh, you know, at home mm-hmm. or, or, on or on the road, uh, They'll they're the just Spartans? the better team. They're just the better team. Do you think Harbaugh finally wins a Big Ten championship? Or at least, at least goes into the Ohio State game being able to do it? 100%. Wow. So you're picking... Michigan State to cover at least? You're expecting it to be at least uh, a I expect it to be, yes. I expect it to be competitive, but I expect Jim Harbaugh to finally, finally. cross the promised I, land. Hey, I wouldn't it. be upset. I think Michigan State will do it, but I would not be upset if I'm sure. And then you have, uh, the over-under of uh, 50 and a half? I'd go under 50 and a half. Okay, yeah. I was the this same. Is a different, I think Ohio State, Penn State, I think offensively. CJ Stroud. Is just, yeah. I think there's going to be something heavyweight like there uh but this one's gonna be more of a defensive bout i think mm, no absolutely uh and then the third and final ranked match of this college football weekend is uh Ole miss versus auburn uh yeah. Ole miss at auburn even though they're the higher ranked team are three and a half point dogs uh and i'm also expecting them just like with michigan state to not only cover but to uh win outright and pull off the uh 
road upset against uh, Auburn, and I'm also I'm going with the under in all these games. It's a uh, 40, uh, yeah, 47. I don't know, 67. It's a very high score. So, uh, he 67. can't read. Uh, so under, I'm going the under on that, but I'm taking Ole Miss to uh, pull off the upset against Auburn. Uh, again, I'll bet you on that one too. I got Auburn wow. over Ole Miss. Not by much. I think this one will be another close game. But I, I've always, I've always been a big Auburn supporter. So you're directly challenging the Oracle. I'm directly, directly triple devil dog daring you <gasps> to lose all three of those matches. Wow. So all we'll right. recap those ones to start next week's show. Yes. For sure. Those will definitely be. One of us will be smiling and one of us will be frowning. Well, uh, so you guys will know. Or one of us will be smiling and one of us will be taking one on the chin because he is a man with mutton chops. All right, so uh, I believe the only last thing to talk about uh, this week is... Um, See how prepared he is. UFC 267. It's, I think it's very interesting how UFC 267 is taking place in Abu Dhabi this weekend, literally seven days before they head to Madison Square Garden in the Big Apple in New York City for UFC 268. Both really good main events. Mm-hmm. Yes, solid, solid main events. I, I think... People won't mind just because one, it's been so long since we've had these in-person fights. We've only been uh, back for I think uh, for a handful of months now. And the other thing is, even though I know that's a different sport, I think the Fury and Wilder fight with how amazing that was. I think just combat sports. Sh- I think people just want to see another great fight after watching that one. Obviously, that was boxing, but I think that's happening all combat Especially sports. Especially if you're so. like a, an amateur better or inexperienced better, those are easy ones to figure out. Yes. Whether it be a parlay, whether it be covering the spread on a fight, just literally picking who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier as opposed to team sports picking, you just having a side. Yes. Uh, Jan Blankovic taking on Glover Teixeira in the main event in Abu Dhabi this weekend on October 30th. And then, of course, we got the double main event at UFC 268. I'm very excited for my boy, Justin Gaethje, Woo! taking on Michael Chandler, which was a very highly anticipated fight for both fighters. Gaethje's the number two ranked fighter in the world, where Michael Chandler was the guy, like literally the guy, the man in Bellator MMA. Coming over to UFC, he's one and one. This is a must win for him. It's a must win for Gaethje if he wants to continue climbing the ladder in the lightweight division. Uh, then, of course, the main event between Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. It's the second I fight love between Usman. the two. I am so it, excited. I, I think Kamaru's got the upper hand yes. again. Colby's got the mic game. I cannot wait uh, for their press conference be leading great. up before the fight. That's what I'm excited for. If I could bet on something, I'd bet on Colby going over on the press conference fight talk right. over uh, Kamaru Usman because Usman's going to be humble as hell and then he's going to wipe the floor with him. Okay. I, I'm going to have you make one really odd prop bet that you're going to make on your own. A prop bet involving Joe Rogan. Oh, cool. I want you to, what it like, whether it's like something that like he gets like, he says a certain phrase, whether or not he gets, you know, the mic taken from him by any of the fighters that he interviews post-fight. I want you to, any predictions you think, any odd, or nothing, or just Joe Rogan, just his normal thing. Here's what I pick. Here's what I pick. Um... Justin Gage, he's crazy enough, because he's friends with Joe Rogan. Yes. He's been on the podcast multiple times. Uh, knowing Justin Gaethje, he's crazy enough to, uh, I wouldn't say he's going to pick up Joe Rogan after the fight, but when he interviews him, he's, I, 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 I bet he tucks his arm around him and just makes mm-hmm. it really uncomfortable where Joe Rogan's face gets really red and he just goes, huh, that was, that was funny. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> and then he talks about it on his next podcast when he flies back to Austin. Uh, I love that one. I'm going to take it a step further, though. I think he full-on 
picks him up. I think really? Justin Gaethje actually well, attempts to. I don't think. Well, I think Joe will stop first. him. If so, that, so now we'll get into the main one. Do you are you picking your boy to win? I am picking Justin Gaethje to beat Michael Chandler. I honestly I don't have a dog. The only reason I have a dog in the fight is because Justin Gaethje bought me dinner one time, and he's <laughs> such a nice guy. But he, I, both these fighters need the win. Yes. Justin Gaethje had such a huge year in 2020, had a golden opportunity and ran with it. Michael Chandler is looking to prove to be a legit fighter in the UFC after being the guy in Bellator. I'm excited for him. But it's literally if one guy wins, they're skyrocketed to the moon. If the other wins, they're kind of in no man's land. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to definitely watch with, uh, uh, with both sides on my mind. I won't be disappointed either way, but I'm going Gaethje. All right. Well, I think that's uh, all we have for this week. Any last yes. words before you sign off? Week one, we were in the studio on the couch. Week two, we were on Zoom. Week three, we were at the bonfire pit in Chandler. Where will we be on week four? Mayweather Boxing and Fitness Grand Opening this weekend. We are presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus now. Put a bow on it, Zach. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.